Blog Talk Radio. What's going on, folks? It's your boy, Long Beach Joe, and I am back at it, back at it, back at it. Again. <laughs> I'm back at it again, man. Listen, we have quite a bit to discuss. Man, oh, man, has there been a lot of things going on from all the fallout from the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, Woody Johnson speaking at the NFL Honors. We got reports swirling right now coming out from Tony Pauline about Joe Douglas. We're going to be talking about that. But also some of the rest of the staff. <laughs> Mike, Tannenbaum. Mike, Mike Tannenbaum came out today on ESPN, and he proposed a trade that – I've got to let y'all hear. We're also going to be discussing Bryce Huff as well. There's a lot of Jets fans that just want to see him walk away for nothing. And I'm stunned by this revelation within the fan base. I've talked to a lot of Jets fans that are okay with Bryce Huff just hitting the road, not really caring about him whatsoever. We're going to be discussing that. Also, there's been moves made around the NFL, too. We're going to get to those guys getting released stuff going on with Jimmy G and the Raiders that could affect the draft as well. We're going to be discussing it all. So I am hyped. Listen, I am the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search the Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks think I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I really, truly do. I appreciate all the feedback. You know, people telling me, hey, Joe, we love the show. We love what you do. We like the takes. You go back and forth with a lot of people. I appreciate y'all. Even the people that I'm, I end up arguing with for, like, hours. All right? I appreciate you, too. I love um, having, you know, solid discourse about this football team. That's what I like to do. Okay? Your boy's also on iTunes as well. Going over to iTunes, type in at the Long Beach Joe Show on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast on there. All right? And leave me some feedback. Give me a five-star rating. Let me know what you folks think about what I do here on the Long Beach Joe Show. I appreciate all of you that do that as well, especially, uh, you know, the people that give me feedback, whether it be on social media and, again, on Twitter, it's at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. I get hit up a lot by uh, the overseas guys. You, listen, I want to thank everybody that listens to me, you know, point blank, period. I appreciate every single last one of you, all right? But it's always crazy for me to hear from people overseas that listen to me. It's it's wild. That's wild to me because you're so far away from where I'm at. And uh, to hear, you know, that you found me and you like my content or, you know, you enjoy my points or you like to just hear the discussion and you enjoy what I'm doing over here. Listen, I appreciate y'all, okay? Everybody listens to me. But, again, uh, the people from overseas, it's always stunning, always stunning to hear. Um, So, yeah, again, Twitter, at the Long Beach Joe, at the Long Beach Joe on Twitter. Um, we have a lot of fun. Go back and forth. My personal is at YoungJ000, all right? So we have a lot of fun on Twitter, so come on over. Follow your boy. Follow you right back. Let's go back and forth and have that discussion. And as well, for those of you that may not know, okay, because some people don't know. This is, this is Some people don't. Your boy is on YouTube, okay? We, we live stream on YouTube, okay? We live stream on YouTube. We put the show on YouTube, live show. We go back and forth. But just know that when you come over here and you come to the shows and you're watching the show and you're going back and forth in that chat, you're going to have to deal with some people, man. And I call my chat, okay, the people you got to deal with, I call them the savages. You want to know why? Because they're savages. 
listen, man. <laughs> they uh they don't let up, man. Okay? They'll let you have it. They don't care who you are, where you're from. They do not care. Okay? Salute to all the savages out there. Put your questions, your comments in the chat. I like going back and forth to y'all uh, in between calls, and we have a blast. Okay? So be careful because nobody's safe. Trust me. Nobody's safe. Not even me. All right? They don't like what I got to say. They're going to let you know what time it is. Salutes again to Dakota. I see you in the building, Savage. Mathis, I see you in the building as well. Mr. Simon, salutes a little balloon as well. So salutes to all the savages in the chat, man. I see y'all, all right, all right? And we'll come to y'all. Put your questions in the chat. Put your comments in the chat. We'll be coming to y'all soon. And listen, we got a lot to discuss. So we're going to get to the callers. I see everybody, Rusty Steve, new callers as well. We'll be getting to you in just a second, but we got we got to cover some things quickly, okay? So first off, we're going to start off with, uh, as we knew, as we all now know, the Super Bowl has come and gone. Uh, Chiefs ended up winning the Super Bowl. We'll be discussing that as well. <laughs> I live on the West Coast, man, and uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, Niner fans around me. And uh, I couldn't help, you know, but laugh because they were so cocky and they were talking trash. And after this loss, it was a lot of silence, okay? And I just – I just took time to laugh. You know what I mean? I mean <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Man. <laughs> you know, Rob, uh, listen, Patrick Mahomes does it to you again in OT. All right? He did it to you again in OT. So I laughed at the Niners fans because they were talking really heavy, you know, especially disrespecting me and my Jets, uh, you know, because I wear green around here. Everybody knows that, you know. So a lot of my uh, Niners friends like to laugh at me, so I decided to laugh at them. But, again, respect to them, they went to the Super Bowl, okay? And uh, the Chiefs yet again collect another ring. That man, Patrick Mahomes, did what needed to be done in OT. But during the honors, Woody Johnson uh, spoke to the media and had some things that he had to say, um, and it was wild. He took a shot at uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, there was a reporter that was talking about things that the New York Jets need to do to improve roster-wise. And uh, they kind of mentioned, hey, you know, backup quarterback. And he said, he added himself, we need a backup quarterback. We didn't have one last year. <laughs> now, uh, you know, this is not the first time he's come out and taken a shot at Zach Wilson. And, I mean, that clearly is directed at Zach Wilson because Zach Wilson was the backup. Um, but keep in mind, the plan to going into the season wasn't for Zach Wilson to be playing last year. That wasn't supposed to happen. It really was supposed to be Aaron Rodgers starting playing the full season. They had Tim Boyle as well there as a backup uh, you know, situation there. But Zach Wilson beat him out. And even when Tim Boyle was given a chance, he was trash. So here's the deal. Woody has, taught, has, has said things about, you know, not indirectly, taking shots at Zach Wilson in the past. I remember when we were, you know, going after Aaron Rodgers and trying to sort that whole thing out and trying to acquire him. Uh, the national media asked him what the New York Jets were missing, how could the New York Jets get to the next level, and he looked straight into the cameras and straight into these people's eyes and said the missing piece was quarterback, and Zach Wilson was on the roster, as we all know. That was after year two. I understand that Woody Johnson, you know, is, is frustrated, and all Jets fans are frustrated. But I think he could kind of tone these things down, especially if, again, you know, we all know that they're going to try to explore trading Zach Wilson. I don't necessarily think it's going to happen. 
But even if you are trying to explore, don't do something or say something that could diminish his value, okay? We all know he struggled. He's had some up and down points. Chiefs game, he was phenomenal in that game. But again, throughout the season, flashes, but not enough consistency. But as an owner, I just feel like he should fall back sometimes and kind of, you know, pump the brakes on things that he says, especially, again, when it could affect this guy's trade value. Another thing that happens when you say things like that publicly in the media is that all the guys that are options to be a backup quarterback, right? You know, your Ryan Tannehill's, your Garner Minshew's, we can name them, Jacoby Brissett, name the, name the backup quarterback you like. Uh, those guys look at this situation and go, oh, you, you guys are pretty thirsty. You definitely want a backup quarterback, and we know that because they've talked a little bit about it. At least uh, Joe Douglas and the staff has talked about, you know, getting a veteran presence in here. When your owner says something like that publicly, a lot of those guys go, well, <laughs> usually I would charge $9 million, you know, to go to a squad, but I see you're really thirsty. You know, you're, you're going to be searching for a Super Bowl next year. How about I go $12 million? You know what I mean? So I, I understand Woody, and I, and I get it. I get his frustration, and I get he's just out there talking, and, uh, you know, he's angry about the way this season ended. We all are. But, you know, pump his brakes. I just wish he would do that, okay? He also went on to say some things about Robert Sulla and Joe Douglas. He made it very clear that he's put them on notice. He talked about the discussions that he had had with them in the past couple months. He's been as mad as it gets, um, and they've seen him. He talked about all the talent the New York Jets have, but they got to deploy the talent properly. And, uh, you know, that he was sending that message constantly to them. Um, he also let it be known that, you know, it's time to go and that the New York Jets must produce this year. They must. Um, even when asked about, hey, is there a playoff mandate? Are you, you know, are they on the line? Are there jobs on the line? Of course, we know that he's backed um, Robert Sella and Joe Douglas, you know, for this upcoming year, so they're good. But he went on to say, I'm not a playoff mandate kind of guy, uh, but we have to do a lot better than seven games, okay? So it is what it is there, man. That was uh, – so that the, seat, the seat's getting hotter, and we all know that if the New York Jets – and I've talked about this in the past. I've talked about this directly after the season. If the New York Jets do not barely miss the playoffs, I'm talking by a game. If they don't barely miss the playoffs or make the playoffs right, there could be some heads rolling for sure, for sure, okay? We also – we just talked about Zach Wilson and his value. ESPN went on to do an article as well and talk about how uh, – the possible trade value for, for Zach Wilson. ESPN hit up some personnel executives around the league, um, also hit up some, some coaches. And uh, some of the coaches have said, hey, you can ask for maybe a day three pick. Maybe the New York Jets can get a seventh-round pick if they're lucky. One of the assistant coaches, geez Louise, said, I would give up a stay at – I would give up a two-week stay at the Best Western. <laughs> Told the ESPN people, I'm not a fan. You know what I mean? So this is the kind of kind of things that's being said and, 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 you know, about Zach Wilson and his value that is in the toilet. So we're going to see what the New York Jets do going forward with him. Like I said, and I suspected that, I really believe that the Jets are going to get that veteran presence in here. And I think that there's a chance that we could end up keeping Zach Wilson. We could end up with that. If he signs an extension and lowers that cap, we'll see. You know, that's just kind of my thoughts that could end up happening. I'm not saying I'm necessarily in favor of it. I just have a feeling that he's going to be here. It's a gut feeling. I don't know why, but I do think the New York Jets 
will go get a veteran presence, whether it be Ryan Tannehill or somebody like that. Now, that whole situation, right, Chiefs win the Super Bowl, now it leads us into a report that just got released by Tony Pauline. Okay, Tony Pauline, great writer, you know, great guy that follows the Jets. He knows what's going on. He's broken a lot of stories. Uh, For those of you that do not remember, that whole stuff between, uh, you know, our general manager um, and Adam Gaze, you know, at the time, let me tell you something. He was on top of all of that stuff. He was on top of it. And for a while, he was telling people, Mike McCagnin's going to get fired. <laughs> and everybody was like, uh, this guy's an idiot. These guys are clowns. That's never going to happen, so on and so forth. Well, eventually, after free agency and after the draft, we saw Mike McCagnin get fired. And all the reports about all the dismay and the issues and all the things that was going on internally with the New York Jets, we saw it come to light that Tony Pauline and uh, a lot of the reporting over there was correct. So he put out a report, and a lot of it was things that we've kind of already heard already, okay? Uh, One part of the report was that Douglas doesn't exert his power, and he's not the big dog in the organization that people expect him to be. Um, You know, some of the sources have told Tony Pauline uh, that Joe Douglas is too nice for his own good, and he doesn't lay down the hammer when he needs to. Often people say that he placates Robert Sulla and his wants far too much, okay? Here's the deal, all right? Again, Tony Pauline, this guy is knowledgeable. But a lot of this stuff is tough for me to believe because when Joe Douglas got into the franchise, one of his first big moves, okay, one of the first ones, and we'll come to the lines in just a second, one of his first big moves was getting rid of Jamal Adams. Anybody remember that? Oh, man, Jamal Adams was a complete mess here. Whoa. Jeez Louise. Anybody remember that? Okay. I took a lot of flack for saying that the New York Jets could get rid of him, and I laid down the litany of reasons why I believe that the New York Jets should move on from him. And everything that I said about Jamal Adams, including uh, the fact that he was just an overrated box safety, has come to fruition and was true. Who'd have thunk it? Right? I mean, at the end of the day, what more do you want from me? What more do you want from me? I'm just trying to tell you the truth over here from my perspective. All right? So that was a huge move for Joe Douglas, right? Here's a fan favorite. Here's a guy that this fan base was absolutely in love with. Trust me, I know. I felt the wrath. If you said anything negative about Jamal Adams at any point, you could have said that Jamal Adams – you know, that his lineup wasn't completely straight, and people would come out of the woodwork to destroy you and attack you, okay? Here he is sitting in a situation where he's got a guy that's looked at as, you know, one of the staples of the franchise, and instead of, you know, completely caving to Jamal Adams' demands, because at the time it was talked about $20 million per season is what he wanted. That's more than Darrell Revis ever made with the New York Jets. Think about that. He didn't do any of that. He stood pat, stood as a solid general manager, and when the move needed to be made, he did so. Two first-round picks and some change. Also got some players out of the trade as well that helped the New York Jets move forward. And he also drafted some solid players too. That was a huge move by Joe Douglas. So if Joe Douglas was just some soft marshmallow guy that was just going to get ran over, wouldn't that have gone a different way? 
That's just my thoughts. I want to hear from the savages in the chat. Again, we'll come to the lines in just a second. Just the, 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 everyone painting this situation like Joe Douglas is just some kind of cotton ball that just people just can push around and do whatever. I, I just don't see that. I don't see it. He's made other moves as well, and he's really won a lot of big trades for us. Look, he, I think he traded a fourth-round pick to move all the way up in the first round to get ATV. What a masterful move. He's done so many different things here that have been great. Look at the capital he got for Blake Cashman. And Blake Cashman at the time, that guy was often injured. We couldn't get him on the field for a full season. And he got some capital from him as well. He also traded tight ends as well, got capital for them. Like, he's done so many great things here. And he has his faults. I'm not here saying that, you know, Joe Douglas is, you know, without faults or whatever, and he's perfect. But uh, I just don't think he's the guy that, that people are trying to paint him to be necessarily, right? And even talking about placating to Robert Sulla, I mean, that is the coach that he selected, right? So you do want to give your coach the, the, the tools to be successful. And when they talked about placating to Robert Sulla, one of the things they talked about in the article, uh, Tony Pauline wrote, was the Will McDonald pick. And now, you know, he should have moved up for a tackle. I think a lot of people are forgetting how that draft actually played out. Darnell Wright going, um, you know, to the Bears was not in anyone's plans. No one thought that Darnell Wright was going anywhere near that high in the first round, okay? Everybody talked about Darnell Wright still being, you know, there at 20, if not later, okay? Everybody talked about that. Every analyst, I had analysts on, and they talked about how Darnell Wright was a solid tackle. He's a guy that can be a first-rounder, but he's not going to go high. And once that, that happened, it blew things up. It absolutely blew things up. We knew Paris Johnson and other tackles were off the board. The Bears snatched up right, and then you have the Patriots sitting in front of us. They traded out for the Steelers, took Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones is clearly the guy that the New York Jets was targeting, but Will McDonald was the pick that they took. And I didn't think that Will McDonald was a bad pick. I didn't, especially if, again, Aaron Rodgers stays healthy the full season. The New York Jets are playing with a lead. That's when you deploy Will McDonald in your pass rush to close out games, especially when you were talking about playing in a division or we're playing in a division with Josh Allen, and but you're playing in a conference in the AFC with a bunch of great quarterbacks, right, including Patrick Mahomes, the guy you're trying to chase for a Super Bowl. If you don't have multiple pass rushers, you're going to get scorched in this league. So I don't necessarily down um, Joe Douglas for the Will McDonald pick. I know a lot of people hate it, but that pick could come into play, especially when we talk about what we have this upcoming season or what could possibly happen, excuse me, this upcoming offseason with Bryce Huff. The article went on as well to talk about Keith Carter, who we all know. <laughs> we all know he's not necessarily beloved by the players, right? I had to flush him. Um, the article talked about how he's not very well liked by the players. A lot of people feel like he's not a very good offensive line coach. The entire fan base wants Keith Carter fired. We know that. I know that. I run a radio show that you folks are listening to right now. We've even saw, we've even seen, excuse me, when Kai Becton uh, and Brees Hall even come out and respond to comments from former Titan players uh, that were, you know, on the roster when Keith Carter was there. There was a former Titan offensive lineman that talked about how, you know, he loved Rabel because Rabel actually uh, just was uh, fired by the Titans recently. 
And he loved Rabel, you know, pretty much loved everyone on the staff except for Keith Carter. Becton chimed in, you know, with some laughs and, you know, basically said, hey, yeah, you know, I'm not – I'm just paraphrasing. I'm not the biggest fan. Um, and Brees Hall also, you know, made some some laughing. She threw in some emojis on social media, so it seems like he's not the biggest fan of Keith Carter as well. So that's nothing new. also went on to talk about Rex Hogan in, in the article as well. As we know, Rex Hogan – recently parted ways with the New York Jets, um, and they talked about his involvement. He was one of the main voices pushing for Zach Wilson to be drafted. He thought that Zach Wilson was a more accurate passer than Trevor Lawrence. Oh, my goodness. And also, allegedly, okay, allegedly, according to the article, allegedly, he, is, he was thought to be the source of the leaks that were happening from within the Jets' building last season. So this article, you know, again, just came out. Uh, Tony Pauline, there's a lot of things. A lot of things, you know, it's open season on the New York Jets pretty much. Some of it, Keith Carter, like I, I believe that stuff. And it, again, it's going to be interesting. Some of it I, I don't necessarily believe. I don't think that Joe Douglas is a powder puff. I really don't. Um, but it's going to be very interesting because even when we talk about Rex Hogan, you know, parting ways, that was Joe Douglas's right-hand man. Clearly, he has a big voice in that drafting room, right, and in the process of analysis for the upcoming, for the drafts. So I start to wonder, this upcoming draft, Joe Douglas's right-hand man is gone. Who's going to play in that, in that form? Who's going to fill that void of Rex Hogan? Who's going to be the guy that's going to be in Joe Douglas's ear saying, hey, this is the guy that we should draft, and here's why? Because let me tell you something. This upcoming draft is pivotal for the New York Jets. It is pivotal. Pivotal. If you don't find a way to shore up this offensive line in a Super Bowl or bust year, and Jets fans are expecting a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers coming back healthy, if you don't find a way to shore up all these issues so that when it comes time to face the top teams that we're going to be facing in the NFL, I'm telling you, it's going to cost you. Because, again, if the New York Jets miss the playoffs, or don't if they don't if they completely miss the playoffs and there's another seven win season, they're gonna get fired. And when they get fired, we're more than likely gonna to have to blow this whole thing up because there's a lot of guys that are not gonna come back here. So it's gonna be interesting to see how the New York Jets handle the situation going forward without Rex Hogan. All right. Now uh, I want to let you folks hear about Mike Tannenbaum. <laughs> he had a very interesting <laughs> trade proposal for the New York Jets. Okay on ESPN, and I'm going to let you folks hear this. Here's Mike Tannenbaum on Get Up this morning. All right, Mikey, I'm all in on this next one because Cowboy fans, listen up. Mike, are you including that? Give me train number two. Brian, this is one way. Brandon Cooks going from Dallas to the New York Jets and T.J. Mosley going to the Jets to the Cowboys. This really works well for both teams. Look, the Jets need outside speed outside of Garrett Wilson with Aaron Rodgers for that. They have depth in their front seven. The Cowboys desperately size and speed at middle linebacker. Love it. I think Leighton Van Rush, a leader in the locker room. Uh, and absolutely. All those things. This is really going to help both teams. Why would the Jets do that? That is their leader. That's their captain. That's Captain Kurt right there. Well, Brandon Cook, I'll give you that for C.D. Lamb, but I'm not going to do Listen, Brandon Cook going to be there. How are you going to score up to the Jets? Brandon Cook's going to be available anyway. You know how many free agent uh, receivers are out there for me to go ahead and get? You think I'm going to give up my leader for somebody that's there? Nah, man, this dude is. He's been on 
20 teams for a reason. He's a good player, but it's not a touchdown. I'm not giving up my captain when I can go get Ridley. I can go get, you know, Gabe Davis. You know, Gary Wilson is, is, is number one. Or I'm, I'm trying to trade for I'll, – I'll give, I'll give the Raiders C.J. Mosley for Devontae Adams, but I'm not doing that for you. I need a higher-end guy than Brandon Cook. Now, as y'all heard, okay, I'm not making this up. I didn't make it up, okay? That was Mike Tannebaum on the get-up on ESPN, as we know he's on there now. And he proposed that the New York Jets should trade C.J. Mosley for Brandon Cooks, okay? I, I, I respect Mike Tannebaum. I have no clue what he's talking about when he's talking about this take. I, I got to flush it. Not only do I have to flush it, but this this is real bad. I need him to slow down, okay? I need you to slow down, man. Listen, why in the world would you trade C.J. Mosley, who is an all-pro and a pro bowler in 2022 for Brendan Cook? That makes no sense. It makes no sense for the Jets either, right? It makes no sense because there's all kind of free agent wide receivers that you can go after that can give you similar production and impact that Cooks is going to have. But guess what? If you get rid of C.J. Mosley, if you're the New York Jets, there's no one behind him. We don't have another inside linebacker that can do what C.J. Mosley does. Anybody know that? (laughs) There's there's nobody after C.J. Mosley that's going to come in and give us the type of leadership and production that he's been able to give us. I think that's a terrible idea, and we're going to be talking about that as well. It's crazy. We're going to move along because that, that, that take from Tannenbaum was wild. And then we go on and we talk about Bryce Huff. Again, we'll get to the callers in just a second. Bryce Huff, there's been a lot of talk, man, a lot of talk about him. And a lot of fans are really completely open to him walking away basically for nothing. There's a lot of people saying, hey, they shouldn't even franchise him, right? Uh, Brian Costello, New York Jets beat writer, recently sat down and I was speaking about him. He basically said, you know, poo-pooed the idea of the New York Jets franchising uh, Bryce Huff and just said, hey, you know, we can just allow him to walk away, and it is what it is. He said the New York Jets shouldn't try to franchise Huff and that really franchising and trading a guy only happens, you only get value back for guys that are like future Hall of Famers, right? Future Hall of Fame guys are pretty much the only guys you get uh, value back for when you're trying to franchise them and trade them. And I think that's completely wrong, okay? First off, I've made my stance known. I believe that Bryce Huff should absolutely be resigned by the New York Jets, and I'm going, to just start, I'm going to talk about that in a second, okay? But putting that aside, when you're talking about only franchise or only Hall of Fame guys, you know, get value back when you're traded after being franchise tag, I don't believe that that's true. The Commanders just did this with Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat was with the Commanders along with uh, Young as well. They moved on from Young, from Chase Young. And they moved on from Montez Sweat. They said, hey, we're not going to you know, be able to bring this guy back or resign him. Let's get some value back. So you know what they did? They traded him to the Bears. And that netted them a second-round pick. That's what they did. The Bears gave him a second-round pick. They gave the Bears Montez Sweat. And guess what the Bears did? The Bears saw you know, what Montez was bringing into the building. And they said, hey, we'll give him a four-year, $98 million deal, $17 million guaranteed. Now, Sweat's a good player. He's not a Hall of Famer. But he's a good player, right? So look what the commanders were able to do. 
take that capital and continue to build their team. We also seen this in the past as well, right? That's more recent. But we've seen this with Yannick Ngakwe when he was with the Jags. The Jags franchised him. They knew they weren't going to be able to keep him. And they traded him to the Vikings and got a second rounder and a fifth rounder back. So this stuff happens before. There's other players. That I could talk about just Davion Clowney. I could talk about various other players that have been franchised or have been traded away for solid picks when a team knew, hey, we're not going to be able to move forward with this guy, whether it be contract demands or he's not in our plans. And they were able to get capital back and move forward. The idea of not getting anything back for Bryce Huff to me is completely ludicrous. If you're not going to sign him and keep him in the New York Jets, you must franchise him and then trade him, especially when we're talking about pass rushers in a passing league. Great pass rushers, I'm talking great pass rushers, generally they don't hit the market, and we all know why. Because great pass rushers, or solid pass rushers even in this league, are very tough to find. So talked about this when everybody was saying, hey, we need to get rid of Carl Lawson. What do you tell you guys in the offseason? Pass rushers don't grow on trees. We're going to keep him around, fall back. All right? So if you're not going to sign him to a deal, then guess what? Franchise him, get some value back. But again, I believe you can sign him to a deal. I know that there's a lot of talk out there, $20 million. I think you'll probably have to give Bryce Huff somewhere between 17 to $20 million to keep him a jet, which is doable. But I think that if you're talking about winning a Super Bowl, if you're talking about moving forward, if you're talking about getting better in this league and you know, taking the next step and becoming the team that everybody wants us to become, when you face teams like uh, you know, the Ravens with Lamar Jackson or you're facing Burrow or you're facing Watson or you're facing – you know, Josh Allen, or you're facing Herbert, or Trevor Lawrence, or even this guy, C.J. Stroud, who has really, really shown that he's going to be the real deal. He's going to continue to get better, and he was really good, right? When you face those guys, you're going to have to have somebody be able to push the pocket. You're going to have to have somebody be able to push the pocket. Not only somebody, you're going to have to have multiple people be able to push the pocket. All right, when you look at a lot of these top defenses around this league, they don't just have one guy. They got multiple guys that get after it, multiple pass rushers. And some of those guys I just named, I didn't even mention uh, Patrick Mahomes. Anybody remember him? <laughs> look at all the teams that have faced him. Any t- Listen, the Buffalo Bills re- realized we want to win a Super Bowl, right? We got Josh Allen. We got all the tools. We, we need more. Because if we don't get some more, we're never going to get past the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. You know what they did? They already had Rousseau. They already had Ed Oliver. They already had various other guys. They said, we're going to go get Von Miller. And that's exactly what they did. And they paid him a lot of money to come in. That was for Patrick Mahomes. All right? And this guy's still around. Clearly, he's still running the league. Just won a Super Bowl. Took over an OT. If you don't have bodies to get after this guy, He'll dispatch you and treat you like the rest of everybody else. We need to keep Bryce Huff, man. Pass rush in this league is important, and especially with the New York Jets going through complete droughts, right? When we didn't have a pass rusher for years. Anybody remember? After John Abraham, there were years we didn't have anybody. You could come here and throw for 350 yards against the Jets. You had enough time to make lunch, go watch a movie, you know, take the car to get washed off, come back. Then you had time again to make a couple phone calls, and you still would have time to throw the ball against the Jets because we could not get 
to the passer. Don't give up your top sack leader, man. 10.5 sacks led the, seat, led the New York Jets to the season. Don't do that. Don't do that. Bring him back. Resign this guy. Make him a Jet for the rest of his career. And rush the passer and move forward in a Super Bowl year. That's what I say. Because if you let uh, Bryce Huff go, only guy after him that's proven to this point is Jermaine Johnson. Right? Pro bowler was solid, 7.5 sacks last season. He was solid. He's got to clean up the penalties, but he was good. I like Will McDonald a lot. He had three, three sacks this season. He was used sparingly. He was deactivated for some games. Like, can you trust that Will McDonald and Jermaine Johnson alone, right, are going to be able to give you the type of production combined that you're going to have or you're going to, you're going to lose when Bryce Huff leaves? You know, I don't know. Jermaine Johnson, I think, would be solid. But Will McDonald, that's asking him a lot in his second year to take that big of a leap. That's a big leap. But when you have three, when you have a three-headed monster defensively and you're able to get after people, I like that idea for the New York Jets. Hiro salutes to you, Savage, in the chat. He says he's rather expensive to invest. Yeah, listen, pass rushers are expensive in this league. I don't know if y'all know that. I don't know if y'all know that. Pass rushers are expensive. Guys that you bring into your building, homegrown guys like him, yes, when they when they pan out to, to turn out to be really good players like he is, he's grading out as one of the top pass rushers, yes, they're expensive. And guess what? You have the capital to be able to pay for that. You have the capital to be able to pay for that. So get it done. Get it done. Because if you don't, man, oh, man, get ripped up next year and not be able to get to the quarterback. Because I truly believe that if Bryce Huff, if Bryce Huff leaves next year, he could be a 15, 16, 17 sack kind of guy. He is. He has it. We've seen it. We've seen growth every single year get better and better and better. Better and better and better. And don't tell me that you can depend on somebody after just Jermaine Johnson and Will McDonald. If you Again, we'll see what Will McDonald has next year. But – Honestly, after Jermaine Johnson, there's a lot of question marks. Don't talk to me about John Franklin Myers. We tried to lean on him for pass rush before. Wasn't consistent. Wasn't very good. After that, it's straight question marks. Bring back Bryce Huff, man. Bring back Bryce Huff. We're going to get to the line, 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is number. Call in. I am taking all callers. Again, when you call in, please make sure that your phone lines are good to go. Okay, don't call me from a phone that you found in Home Depot parking lot. Oh, I need to be able to hear you. All right. Make sure your background's clear of noise. And again, for those of you that are new that are calling in. All right. There's no cursing on my show. That's like the only rule. Don't call into my show cursing. I get you out of here fast. I'm talking fast. Faster than we got. Mike McCagnet out of here. That wasn't fast enough, but it was fast. <laughs> it wasn't fast enough. He still, <laughs> he still got a free agency and a draft. <laughs> How the hell did that happen? How did that happen? How did that happen? Can somebody please tell me how that happened? How did he get a free agency and a draft? 
<laughs> a free agency and a draft, and then we fired him. Good. <laughs> oh, the Jets were a mess, man. Jeez Louise. Again, 515-602-9629. Please give the stream a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell so when I post content, you'll be in the know. If you want to give to the platform, Super Chat is at the top up there, at the top of the uh, the chat. Cash app is on the screen. Anything you give to the platform is greatly appreciated. So we're going to get to these lines again. 515-602-9639 is the number to call in. First call I'm going to go to is my guy, Rusty. We're going to Rusty first. Steve, we'll come to you next. New callers as well. Hold on. We'll get to everybody. For those of you that do not know, okay, Rusty, he's a savage. What's up, fellow savages? Rusty, what is going on, man? We got so many things moving and shaking here. A lot of discussion to be had. I want to start off with this, man, all right? I want to start off with this. We got a new report coming out, and uh, there's a lot of things, you know, being said in this report. Again, it's by Tony Pauline. Uh, he's saying that, you know, Joe Douglas is too nice for his own good. Talked about Keith Carter and the organization. What are your thoughts about this report? I mean, at, at this point, we've had so many things come out about the Jets. How are you feeling about this, and, and how detrimental do you think this will be to the New York Jets going forward? I think it's nonsense. I, don't, I mean – He's not. I mean, shoot, he wanted to fight one of those fans. Remember that? <laughs> he, he's not. That's alleged. You know, that's, that's, like, that's alleged. That's uh, alleged. That was that's a alleged. Rumor. That's alleged. I want to put that, <laughs> I want to put that out there. That's alleged. That's. He's, he's not soft like a fig. He's not soft like a fig, Newton. You know what I mean? He he's a he's dude. He's the best GM we've had in such a long time. It's not even close. And like you said too in the beginning, he got the freaking so-called self-appointed president out of there. And it, it, and as far as how Tannenbaum, whatever, and what he was talking about, he might as well be Pookie with what he's smoking. Apparently, it it, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't it, does, it it doesn't line up, you know, like it 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 makes no sense. Like the thing that JD did, he he succeeded more than he failed, you know, mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what if if Makai didn't get freaking hurt? He he would still he would have been a beast. And then they flip flop him on both sides. And I'm not like a Makai sympathizer, but hey, man, you got to give credit to where the man is giving credit to. Like he was looking good, then all of a sudden he gets dinged up in the season. They keep on messing with his head, saying you're going to right tackle, you're going to left tackle, and you know you, you treat him like the freaking cookie monster. You tell him to lose all the weight, which he did. But, you know, he, how much is he? He was like 370 pounds. You know how hard that is to come back tearing your knee to pieces twice, you know? And, you know, and then it's funny, too. Like, I know everybody loves AVT, but they don't give him any flack for being injured all the time as well, you know? Yeah. But yeah. It, it's just like it's – and then you, we never have any of our linemen that we draft for a specific position to actually mm-hmm. play that position. They're always flip-flopping mm-hmm. them instead of putting other guys in to let them solidify their role and just, you know, keep it fluid throughout. So, like, oh, okay, we got a new guy, so we're going to put you over here and then put this guy mm-hmm. over there. It's like, what are you doing? No other teams in the yeah. NFL do, like, do that with all of their offensive yeah. linemen. And then people mm-hmm. are going to want – and now they're talking about wanting McGovern back. Are you crazy? 
the bummer is a oh, people forget how much of a train wreck that guy is. I guess obviously, it's like, it's like for real. Oh my God, I've listen, been hearing people saying that. It's nuts. Listen, I, I, I want to have this discussion because I've been going back and forth, and I, I've talked to Jets fans that have talked about wanting to get have George Fant come back and play <laughs> some swing tackle for us. What are your thoughts about that? Look, I, 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 I'm not in favor of it. I, I'm not a fat guy. But there were so many, there's so many Jets fans that I've talked to just recently in the past couple of days that have been talking about George Fant and, and the possibility of him coming back and playing with the Jets. I, I'm kind of stunned by it. What are your thoughts on that, man? They're smoking too much of the freaking the greens, that good old devil's lettuce, because that short-term memory is just, like, hitting them like crazy. <laughs> You know, it's the same thing with the, the Jamal guys. Like, really? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Why yeah. are you going back? Like, it's one mm-hmm. step forward, two steps back. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a special breed of stupid, in my opinion, you know? Yeah. And you get offended by that. Oh, well. <laughs> listen, I, you know. I don't know what to tell I, you. I, yeah, listen, I, I respect everybody, and I respect all Jets, and I've said this before. Um, but I. George, I mean, I could possibly see if you were talking about depth signings, right, just keeping him as a guy that can come in and play some depth. But I don't think that's what he's looking for. I know that he's had a, you know, solid year with the Texans. Uh, but I, I, I wouldn't be interested in bringing him back here. I would, my my first plan for the New York Jets offensive line is to go younger and possibly to grab some yeah. guys that could be in this free agency. And I've been talking about this guy constantly, Mike Winu from the Patriots, there's a chance that he's going to hit the free agency market. And I believe that the New York targeted him. That's one of my top guys. For you, is there a free agent lineman out there that you're looking to grab and bring into this New York Jets facility if the Jets can sign him? Well, I would like to grab Winnow because just ripping the heart out of Boston would be just glorious, you know. Like, oh, man, can't stand those masses of holes. You know, but uh, that would be great to, you know, get them back a little bit. And then also the dude from uh, from Dallas. You know, Dallas always has a pretty solid line, too. But, yeah, uh, yeah uh, Tyron Smith. Uh, Tyron Smith is, yeah. who, is who you're talking about. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. he's had some injuries as well. I know he's dealt with some injuries. I know he's definitely going to be one of the top linemen uh, that's going to be in this upcoming class of free agents. Um, but I know he's dealt with some injuries. He's kind of 50-50. But man, there's there's so many guys out there. I'm just just wondering a good amount. how much the New York Jets are willing to spend because to this point, I just don't think that the New York Jets are going to be able to shore up all of their issues along their offensive line and free agency. I don't think it's going to be able to happen, and I think a lot of that's going to play. Yeah, I, I hope it's not Bakhtiari either because he has a massive injury history. I want to stay away from too, oh, yeah. and especially with Jets fans always banging on Makai Beckton. How can you bang on Makai Beckham yeah. and then be okay with Batiari coming into the building? It's like, For what did you say? Like, I think you said like thirteen games combined in the last three years or something like that. I think it was the status. I can't even remember. But he he hasn't played much and he's had a lot of a lot and of he's issues. He's got time not on his side. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, it's just to me. I th- I think the Jets should stay away from that. But that leads me to a question for you, um, Rusty. Rex Hogan out the door, right? That's that was Joe Douglas's right hand man. We were just talking a little bit about the draft and what could come. How concerned are you about this draft with that type of voice? You know, that type of influence that Joe Douglas, you know, that that type of guy that Joe Douglas would lean upon. You know, you could clearly tell 
that Rex Hogan had a voice and had influence in that draft room. With that being gone, how concerned are you about this upcoming draft? Are you concerned that Joe Douglas isn't going to surround himself with the right people to give him those solid evaluations so that he can move forward and really make the decisions that he needs to make? Well, with, with Rex, I guess I'm on that other side to where I'm sort of, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not sad to see him go, honestly. I just hope that, you know, Joe follows his gut and uh, does his thing because when he was in Philly, he was killing it. You know what I mean? Look what he did in Philly. It, and I, I just, you know, I just hope he kicks Woody out of the war room. He's the problem. Mm-hmm. He really oh, okay. is the problem. And yep. if he does that and he slams and locks the door and barricades it, I, I hope mm-hmm. he trade back from 10. I'm a, I'm a Jordan Morgan dude. And okay, talk to me because I, I was going to yeah. ask you about that. Talk to me. My final question for you. Yeah. I, I mean, you're looking at that's a draft right now. Can you foresee the run of tackles happening and us probably possibly missing on a guy that you would want? You're saying you want the Jets to trade down. What's the furthest down yeah. you want to see the Jets trade to, man? Twenty-one ish. Like that. Wow. Okay. Because, uh, yeah, because I think there's going to be seven offensive tackles just going in the first round alone. And I'm not. And okay. You know. I like Fuaga. I'm not getting, you know. I, I watch college football just like you do, and, and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm dude, watching what Jordan Morgan did. He was a maniac, and mm-hmm. he he's unbelievable. He really was. And if you trade back and you're able to like possibly say we somehow trade back to 13, then trade back mm-hmm. to like a 17 or a 20. Now we're mm-hmm. going to be getting dudes in the second, third. We can stack those, and then we can get Jordan Morgan. Then we can get, like, like BB. We can get Van Pran. We can, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we have options. And then we can, you know, you can get a big, fatty defensive tackle and, like, McKinley mm-hmm. or something. And you can work from there. And I just pray to God we do not get, uh, uh, what's his name, Rattler. Oh, he is so mm-hmm. bad. He's, like, the second coming of Ryan Leaf with the attitude and everything. But... Oh. Yeah, that's that's what I hope we do. I hope we honestly trade back and uh, JD goes his huevos and just hold yeah. him and kicks, you know, Woody out of the room and saying, yeah, no, 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 no. This is yeah, you know, I, my, my, yeah, my thing is on the fence. Yeah, I don't, I, don't know about, I, I don't know about trading back into the 20s, especially if there are certain guys there. I'll tell you what, if Olu, if Olu is there, if, if Tylese is there, I'm going to take him. I, I think he's solid. I think he'll come in here and be very, very good for us. But I love Olu. You think Olu well. will make it past eight? I got yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I do. I know that there's a lot of people talking about. I mean, Joe Alt depends on where he goes. I think Joe Alt and Latham are probably the first two off. I could see Olu being there for us at ten. I could see, especially again with what's going on with the Raiders, Jimmy G, um, them trading up. That could that could change a lot of things here uh, with this upcoming you know draft. You know, them making a move and trying to grab a quarterback. Because, again, Jimmy G, for those of you that do not know, just got popped for PEDs today. Um, and that actually, I think, voids, like, some of the things that they're going to have to pay him so they can break away with him scot-free, no money off, off of the books for them at all having to deal with him. And now, boom, they're going into the draft. They have the capital. It's been talked about them moving up from 13 up into one. You know, Chicago sitting up there and trying to, you know, grab one of these quarterbacks that's in this upcoming draft. So there's a lot of discussion to be had. We'll be having that. But uh, before I let you go, Rusty, really quickly, because I got to get to these other yeah. callers at this in these lines. No Bryce Huff, man, 
What are your thoughts? What are your outlooks on him? Do you think that he's a must-resign with the Jets, or are you just ready to, to move on? Do you feel like he's going to be too expensive and we should invest the money elsewhere? How would you handle the situation right up if you're the Jets' general manager? We better keep him in the franchise and or something, you know, and, you know, say, say another team wants to give us give us picks, you know, because what, what's the other option? Why? And he's asking for, like, 22-5. So it's, it's like, what do we do? Do we take picks for Huff and then sign Watt? Because we're going to need a three-headed monster, like you said. Like, we're, we're in the AFC, you know? Like, we got serious running quarterbacks. We have to play against the refs. Like, we, we need that type of three-headed monster. We really do. So in that sense, if I, I really want us to sign Huff, but if, you know, they franchise him and then another team takes him and gives us graphic, then I pray that we get, like, Watt. Because other than that, we're screwed. You know what I mean? Like, like I love McDonald. I think it's going to be a solid pick. You know, I really do. I think he's going to turn out awesome. And, of course, J.J., or, which yeah. I was presently, uh, pleasantly so because of the whole yeah. Florida situation that we always had to deal with. Boy. Yeah. I mean, Listen, that, I'm telling that, you. those are the top two dudes that can go after quarterbacks, really, or what, Huff and Watt. Watt's getting 22-5 mm-hmm. and coming off of an injury. I'm telling you. So, I, I, I keep telling Jets fans, I'm telling you, Huff is going to get paid. And if it ain't by us, it's definitely going to be by somebody else. Because when you look at how he's grading out across the metrics and the stats, he's grading out as one of the top pass rushers in the league, one of the top ones, easily. Oh, yeah. He led the New York Jets sure. back, I'm telling you. You add him to some of these other defenses around the league, I think he gets bumped up from 10.5 to possibly 15, 16, maybe 17 sacks in a season. I'm telling you. Especially if we're playing with a lead. Imagine we play with a lead. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that's when you really get to pick your ears back. You know, he goes to the right spot, and they're up 20, 24, and again, he pins his ears back, and it's going to destroy people. Listen, Rusty, I got to slide off because I can talk to you all night. I got to let you no go because we got to get to the other line. <laughs> Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right, Rusty? You got it, Joe. Salute to you, fam, and salute to the fellow savages. Let's go, Jets. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Again, 515-602-9639 is the number. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We are taking our callers. We're going to continue to hit these lines. Again, when you call in, be patient. I get to everybody. I can see you, okay? I can physically see you. Call in. Be patient. We get to everybody. Trust. Salute the Hawkeye Digger. I see you in the building. He says, use Huff money to get the wide receiver. We drafted McDonald, so let's turn him loose. Okay. That's his, that's his thought process. I'm not, I'm not big on that. I want to bring Bright Love back. All right? Captain K, salutes to you as well. I see you in the building. <laughs> He says, talking of overweight, we must not bring Jamal back. <laughs> Listen, there's a talk that Jamal Adams could be a free agent, the Seattle Seahawks. Again, this is rumored that they're going to release him uh, coming soon. Those rumors have been swirling for a while. We will see. Uh, but, listen, I'm not interested in him being brought back as well. Todd, I see you in the building. Salute. Bree, I see you as well. Okay. He says, the only reason Zach got as long as he did was uh, – was I think he did? He was talking about uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. No amount of placating can make up uh, to sell up for stick with him with Zach at that length of time. Yeah, I mean, we'll see, man. We will see what happens going forward. Again, 
Uh, the Raiders uh, have been notified that Jimmy G actually was suspended for two games because he just popped for PEDs. Um, and this situation, again, could void the $11.25 million in base salary guarantees from the Raiders that he's owed. So the Raiders could walk away scot-free here and go get themselves a quarterback in this upcoming draft. Very interesting. And it says that, that Jimmy G is not contesting the suspension at all. As, as, as well, right, the Bears have released Cody Whitehair and Eddie Jackson. That saves them $32 million on the cap. So it's going to be very interesting going forward. That's just some news around the league. And, again, the Kansas City Chiefs have won yet another Super Bowl. Wow. <laughs> Next. We're going to Chris, man. Chris, we're coming directly to you, Steve. You'll be after that. New callers will come to you next. Hold on. All right. Hold on a second. For those of you that do not know, this man, Chris, he's a savage. What's up, Joe? What's going on? Happy Friday to all the savages. Salutes, Chris. It's always good to hear from you, man. We're sitting down. We're talking Jets right now. I'm having a blast. Listen, man. Bryce Huff, I want him resigned. I want him brought back 17, 18, 19 million. I don't care. I want him to be here. I need a pass rusher. If we're going to chase Patrick right. Mahomes, I want to do it the right way. What are your thoughts on that? Chris? Right. I think it's a must. I think if you see the the, the kind of defense Salah wants to run, he's got to have pass rushers. So I think he'll he'll be back. I just think you have to do the cap gymnastic thing, put some money back into 2025, 26. And, you know, my my thing was, you know, obviously because we're all in this Rodgers things for two years, my thing was to be trade up the draft and get some really good players in there, trade up, mm-hmm. use that pick to get a, either get a late, sec, late uh, second round or even trade up and get uh, uh, Marvin Harrison or Malik Neighbors. I'm not too, infall, I'm not too uh, enthused as getting a rookie on an offensive line because I do think that we, we all praise these rookies uh, that come in the league, but it takes a while to adjust. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, uh, the Pittsburgh right tackle we have. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's going to be a good, decent, servable offensive line. He was New York State lineman of the year. He's the, he, I mean, it's going to take a certain time to adjust to the NFL game. And You're talking about Carter usually Warren. These, Carter Warren. And, I, 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 you know, I have I, – people say, oh, he's – I think that guy's going to be a starter, man. That guy, you know, he reminds me of the guy who was solid about the Patriots. Carter Warren reminds me of that guy. And he's played. He's played. Uh, he needs need another year. And that's what we mm-hmm. got to do. If we're all in, this is my thing. If we're all in or if we're not, we have to decide. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's, well, that's here, the hub signing and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's Here's no the thing, and I – Here's the thing, and I, I want to hear, and I, and I think that I, I hear your, your, your take, and I, and I want to have this discussion with you. When you're talking about trading up in the draft, how are you doing that? Explain to me the scenario well, where you're trading up in the draft well, and you where would, have would you to, be looking you would have to, obviously, obviously, you would have to use next year the 2025 first-round pick, and you would have to use the 21st, your 10th pick and maybe even the second or third round and go up and get the guy you want. I, so you're willing to give away if a first-round pick. Get, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Let me make it clear. You want to give up the first-round pick from 2025 and maybe a third-round pick as well to move up in this year's draft to grab who? Who is your target? Either Joe or, or, Mar- or Marvis and Harrison Jr. It, 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 it solves the problem. We've been looking for – we've been drafting linemen for years, Joe. 
If we get mm-hmm. if we get a, a solid left tackle that can do, that's worth ten drafts, and that's going to start for, for 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 the for the year. So I'm I'm saying that when we when we went for it when the Rex Ryan era, we traded all the way up to get Mark Sanchez, right? That's what we did. We were all in, and and and, and for better or worse, some people don't like it. We almost we almost got there, right? But I'm just yeah. saying the Jets. The Jet fans keep talking about trading down and, and all this and, and building. Listen, you got Soft Gardner, you got all these guys on rookie, you got four top four, top one, number one picks. I mean, at the same, the stars. I mean, at, the, at a certain point, you got to be like, you know what? We don't need the 2025, the guys in the 2025 draft. We got Aaron Rodgers for two years. Let's go all mm-hmm. in. Let's get these guys. Let's get the the Saints did the same thing, so we got to decide whether we're all in or not. And I, I, me, for me, for me, I'm going. For me, I'm going. I'm going. If I, if the offensive, the problem. If we haven't been able to find a left tackle, and and or we need a bona fide starter for for a, a bona fide guy for for Garrett Wilson to make this thing work, I'm going to get Marvin Harrison. I'm going to put him next to Garrett Wilson, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to go for it. Yeah, listen here, and, and and I wanted to you to get your take out because I wanted to hear you out. Here's the deal: I understand the all-in mentality, but you also have to also take into account the future, right? You're talking about getting rid of a first rounder next year. I don't think the New York Jets should do that. I don't think we have to move up and grab Joe Alt because he's not the only guy that could come in and be a solid starter for you. I think Olu can come in and start at left tackle for you if need be, right? Then you also look at the other needs of this football team, right? And, and again, he's not the only one. There's other tackles as well. I think Tylee Fuaga is a guy that can come in here and start for you. You never know who could fall down in that board. But, again, we talk about Olu and Tylee being the more realistic uh, answer there. And I think either one of those guys can come in and start for your team and be solid. But you also have to look around the, around the situation as well. You look at various other positions that are of need on this football team. You talked about a wide receiver spot. We don't have a second-round pick in this upcoming draft. I could see Joe Douglas taking capital from future drafts to moves up and get a second-round pick because of the need to put another wide receiver out there. Again, you know, uh, Alan Lazard has not panned to this point. It doesn't look like he really cares about playing football here. He stinks, right? So until he does something, right. we're, we're definitely looking at grabbing a wide receiver come here. But I don't think we have to make such big, drastic moves. I just talked about, um, you know, C.J. Mosley just a second ago. There's no guy behind him. I would not be shocked at some point during this draft if the New York Jets don't look to take a linebacker at some point to try to help develop behind uh, C.J. Mosley as well. But when you look at a lot of the issues going back to the offensive line, there's multiple issues. And we'll see what the New York Jets do in free agency. But if the New York Jets go into the draft with the needs as vast as, as the needs are along the offensive line, you won't have enough capital to just move up and trade and make those kind of drastic trades, especially giving up a first-round pick to go up and move up a guy. You may have to take – a guy in the third round, a guard or a tackle in the third round to come in and help him play off the bat. You might have to do that, especially if we're talking about getting rid of Lakin Thomason, which opens up another hole across the offensive line, right? And we all know that. As of right now, we're looking at left tackle and right tackle being a hole. We'll see what happens. But definitely if you move on from Lakin Thomason, that's a hole. Along, also as well, a lot of people aren't talking about AVT. AVT hasn't been healthy in two years, and I love him. But unless you get somebody to sit behind him as well as a just-in-case, you may, you know, find yourself with your pants down this year as well and your, and your keister in the breeze 
when maybe he gets another injury that sits him down for, you know, a, a, a fair amount of time during the season, if not puts him on IR like we saw this year yet again, right? Because two of these last years, he's missed significant time. So I think making those kind of moves, big moves like that, giving up first-round picks just to move up and grab one guy, I don't think the New York Jets have the capital to do that. And I get the flash from Marvin Harrison. Listen, Marvin Harrison, I think, is going to be a great wide receiver in this league. But he will not matter unless you address your offensive line properly. Because Garrett Wilson well, does can. Garrett well, Wilson's great. The, Garrett Wilson is great. Listen, Jets, Garrett Wilson is phenomenal. Over 1,000 right. yards this year. Garrett Wilson should have over 1,500, 1,600 yards easily. He's wide open like every game. But he don't matter because our quarterbacks are running for their lives, and they're trying to well, stay wait, alive okay. while he's running wide okay, open. Okay, so – so, I'm saying it looks. I'm saying that this is this is what I said. Okay, mm-hmm. I know for this is this whole offensive line thing could have been solved with with one or two moves, right? And we know Joe. This is Joe Douglas's fault, right? Because I know for a fact that it's Joe Douglas's fault, right? Because Donovan Smith was all Long Island waiting for Joe Douglas to call him, right? Didn't take any offers, had meetings with the Jets, and they told him no, right? And the guy ended up mm-hmm. playing for the Super Bowl. Donovan Smith mm-hmm. is a top left tackle, and he will come to the Jets no, he's not. at a discount. Garrett, no, no, let's say, wait, 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 wait. He is I'll a good offensive lineman. He no, is he's a not. good offensive lineman. No, listen, he's not. Don, Donovan, you, let me tell you something. Hold on, Donovan Smith. Let me tell you, Donovan Smith is not who you. Uh, a lot of Jets fans are, and I know he talked about wanting to play for the Jets, and he loves the Jets. He grew up a Jets fan, so on and so forth. Congratulations on the Super Bowl. Donovan Smith holds every single down. And if he can get away with that with the Chiefs, they'll allow you to hold and do all that stuff you're doing. That's all fine and dandy over there in KC. Come on over to NY and see what happens to you when you hold as much but as he holds. But why do you think Because that's why what he do does. You think that, he literally holds why do you all think, game, and we all know But why that. do you think these guys – But, Joe, this is, this is my point. No, on, why, do you think these guys, why, why do you think these guys from the offensive line – like you, you're the one, one of the ones that that keep saying like Broderick Jones. Broderick Jones got his book last, year, and he had to go to the bench. Like, I, like what I, what I'm saying is, wow, doesn't mean he won't be a good offensive lineman, but it takes a long, it takes a while. Still got to play against against it, and experience and, and, and experience counts in, in what offensive lineman. So I said, mm-hmm. this is what I said. I said that mm-hmm. one. I think a lot of the offensive line problems was due to Zach Wilson's Zach Wilson's fault, and Woody was right. It was a lot of what Zach was Zach's fault, man. You know what I'm saying? Zach is not a good Zach. The, the problem with Zach and it's a lot of these mm-hmm. offensive linemen. Zach did, when he was in BYU, he did not go against the top talent in the end. So you couldn't evaluate him. Quickly. Everybody's talking about Fawaga. We don't know how he's going to play against the top, against uh, Miles Garrett and, and all these other guys. We don't know. So the best thing to do is to go get a veteran, right, to protect mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers' back, right? Get maybe even, maybe even, hey, maybe say, hey, you know, look at Makai. Maybe bring in a, 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 um, a, 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 a specialist or uh, offensive assistant. Or maybe we're getting rid of Keith Carter altogether and bringing an offensive line. Offensive well, line thing, and Carter Warren is not a bad. Listen, I'm just saying. This listen, is what listen. I'm saying. If the Jets, if the well, Jets, if the Jets, listen, if the Jets, mm-hmm. if the Jets offensive line would be better, if mm-hmm. if if ABT is better, uh, mm-hmm. the uh, con, uh, uh, the the center that we signed, I, I forget his name, he's been with, with, didn't get hurt. 
And are I you talking about Pittman or, or Connor, uh, Connor McGovern? Connor McGovern. And either if we mm-hmm. say goodbye to, to my Kai Baxter, we bring in somebody like Trent Brown, and then we actually sign Donovan Smith for right tackle. I'm saying mm-hmm. that's a better offensive line than we mm-hmm. have this year. I'm saying that's here's enough the, Here's time. the problem. Here's well, the problem with what you're saying. Listen, that's there. enough time. Here's okay. the issue. Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Here's the issue. I understand wanting to address the, the offensive line with free agency. The problem is I don't think the New York Jets have enough to do that because you're, you're strictly talking about the offensive line right now, right? Tackles get paid in free agency. We're talking about the top guys that's going to be out there. They're going to get paid. Nobody outside of maybe me or you is even possibly interested in Makai Becton at all coming back here. Everybody wants him up out of here and couldn't wait to get him gone, right? right? Mind you, there's a gigantic hole at right tackle, too. Because don't tell me that Max Mitchell is the starter. And you also want to get rid of Lakin Tomlinson. We've had this discussion. You want him gone, too. Gigantic hole at left guard. So how are you going to pay all right. of those positions in free agency? You can't do it. <clears throat> this is why I'm talking about well, the importance well, of the how, draft how and not trade. Hold on, hold on a second, Chris. Hold on a second. I'll give you the yeah. final word. Hold on a second. This is why I'm talking about the draft and the importance of capital in the draft not being not, – I'm not necessarily saying thrown away, but being traded because we need those picks. We have to have those many picks to, to fix these issues. And, yes, the offensive line was a mess. And you can blame Zach Wilson, but then how do you – how do you explain what happened to Tim Boyle? How do you explain what was happening to Trevor, uh, Trevor Simeon? How do you explain what happened to Trevor Simeon? All of those guys are getting blasted. This offensive line was horrific last year. I don't give a damn who the quarterback was. And you can try to blame Zach Wilson. Did you watch Aaron Rodgers get his Achilles ruptured live on TV? Did you watch the snaps before that happened? Aaron Rodgers himself was running for his life. He was running right. for his life. So, I look, and well, I'm not here God being man. a pacifist for Zach Wilson. That's not what I'm doing. Okay, because everybody knows Zach Wilson was trash. I was the first one getting up and saying he was trash. I was, the, right. I was the first one doing that. Okay, I was I'm a, I was a Sam Darnold guy. I told you when he sucked. Okay, and I love USC. I know. Yeah, Fight I, on. I know. I know. Okay, I know. so let's keep it real. Here's the deal: <laughs> we've got to become more realistic about how we're going to attack it. Could we end up with a with a one solid veteran, you know, to come in and yeah, I could see that. But getting rid uh, or, or Getting rid of all of our issues along the offensive line, literally through free agency, I don't think that's going to happen. Also, we're forgetting about the fact that the New York Jets also need to sign a backup quarterback, right? That's about 9 or $10 million there. Uh, Whitehead, uh, Jordan Whitehead, I think he needs to be brought back because after right. him, who's the safety you putting back there? That's going to cost you, right? Also, does anybody forget that Greg Zerline and Morstead are also free agents? There right. is no way we can let those guys walk out the door. Our, our special right. teams just look better this year than it has in years. Our kicking game, Greg Zerline literally won us games. How many years have we been without a kicker? And we finally get one. We need to pay those guys too. There's guys that are here that we need to pay, and everybody's just like, just go grab it. It's not happening. It's not happening. But I'll give you the final word, Chris, before I let you go. But I, it's but been I, a but, phenomenal call. Give me your thoughts. But this, is, this is what I'm saying, Joe. There's no – I understand what you're saying, and, and you're right. But you can do cap gymnastics by pushing money back into certain years and by pacing and do more affordable use and guaranteeing money down the line for certain players. You can create mm-hmm. another $45, 50000000 dollars in cap space and get, and get the – it's just a longer – you have to push it down on the credit card. But here's what I'm saying. This is what I'm in my This is what I'm in my call. I know you got other callers waiting. We have to because because it's going to take. I didn't see a rookie offensive lineman starting in the in the Super Bowl. 
this, whether we like, we made that deal for Aaron Rodgers. We said that we were in a Super Bowl mindset. And teams like the, like got veteran quarterbacks, like the, like the uh, Rams and stuff, they traded picks. And, yeah, they were in Cap Hill and they were garbage for the last two, three, two years, but they got that Super Bowl. <laughs> we, have to, we have to decide whether we're in or out. And that's all I'll leave my life. I love you, man. Bye all right, thank you. Listen, Chris, right. thank you for calling. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. Listen, Chris calls in. I'll, I'll let him talk. I want to hear your takes. I'll go back and forth with you, even if I disagree with it. Chris said he's going to swipe that credit card. <laughs> he's going to swipe that credit card. For those of you that do not know, credit card debt is extremely high. Actually, the highest it's uh, been in America since before 2008. <laughs> uh, we're not going to get into uh, inflation and financial talk. That's not what we do here with the New York Jets. <laughs> That's not what we do here in the Long Beach Joe Show, okay? Y'all know what inflation is doing. 515-602-9639, 515-602-9639. Your boy Long Beach Joe, we are sitting down and we are talking jets, okay? We're talking that talk. Salute to all the savages in the chat. Rusty Spooner, I see you in the building, all right? <laughs> Joe the Jet, Joe the, Joe the Jet G, excuse me. Salute and respect to you as well. Joe the Jet says, I just want to make the playoffs. As do I. As do I, man. I want it too. I want to see the New York Jets in the playoffs. I want to see the New York Jets win the Super Bowl. My God. Can we make that happen? I got to get back to these lines, okay? 515-602-9639. 515-602-9639 is the number. Call in. We're taking our calls. And when you call in, be patient. We're going to get to everybody. 984, I see you. We'll be coming to you next. But first, we got to go to Steve, okay? We're going to get to Steve. Steve is a savage, and I want to hear from him. I know he's got some takes. <laughs> For those of you that do not know Steve, he's a savage. <laughs> Steve salutes. I'm going back and forth with a lot of people, man. I'm arguing with people. Uh, a lot of talk about Bryce Huff tonight, man. What are your thoughts about the situation with Bryce Huff? And do you think the New York Jets should end up, you know, trying to re-sign him? Or are you interested in possibly franchise and trade? Or do you think the Jets should just allow him to walk away? What are your thoughts, man? Well, first of all, good evening, Joe. And thank you again for having me on your show. I know it's been for a very, very long time because now that it is officially the off season. But, you know, on Sunday night, on Sunday night, last Sunday, after when the Super Bowl officially ended, the 2023 New York Jets season was officially over. With this announcement tonight on your show, the 2024 New York Jets season officially begins. And obviously, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. You know, we've got some players we got to try to resize. We got to look at free agents. We got to we got to look at the draft situations with this football team. So. Obviously, we'll get to the Bryce Huff situation first. You know, the thing is, I want Bryce Huff to give us a – I want that contract extension for Bryce Huff because, you know, Bryce Huff, as you know, the last couple of years, he's been literally one of our best pass rushers on the team. Him Absolutely. and Jermaine Johnson have worked well together the last mm-hmm. few years as probably our two best pass rushers. And the thing is, 
Bryce Huff is the one player that on that team right now that deserves a contract extension. I know Joe Douglas has and his and Bryce Huff's agent have been trying to work together on getting a contract extension together. Obviously, things haven't really worked out right now, but hopefully before free agency begins in March, though, it's either, you know what, it's either we give him the contract extension, but Bryce Huff needs to be here. He needs to be here. Yeah. No, he absolutely does, and I'm hoping that the New York Jets get a deal done because I think the franchise tag would net him, I think, $23 million. I don't know if they'll carry that into the season. I feel like if they franchise tag him, the likelihood of him being traded is probably high. Yeah. Um, but I think the New York Jets will be able to get some capital back. So, uh, but I'm thinking that to sign him, I'm thinking 17, 18, 19 million somewhere in there is where you're going to have to, you know, give that you, is what you're going to have to give to him to to keep him a New York Jet. I mean, Steve, what are your thoughts, man? What is the most you'd be willing if you were the Jets general manager to give Bryce Huff per season to keep him a New York Jet? No, and Joe, I was agreeing with you, too, around the same number as you were saying. That that was what I would do about with the Bryce Huff situation. It, it's around like it's around that number. But the thing is, Joe, we got to try to get him back in this offseason because, listen, if he doesn't come back, then what needs to happen is then, therefore, Will McDonald is going to have to come up and he's going to yep. have to make a major step forward if we don't sign Bryce Huff. But, Joe... Now that with the yeah, that's a fact, right Steve. Up, Joe, there's other things I now want to talk to you about, like with with what you mm-hmm. talked about earlier. You know, Joe, I've seen some of your other previous videos before, and let me tell you, Joe, I've watched the video of when you talked about the whole thing with Jamal Adams, maybe about three, four, five times. And Joe, that's one of the best videos that you've ever done on your channel. Let me tell you something, Joe. I absolutely agree with you about the whole situation with Jamal Adams. We should not bring him back to the New York Jets because mm-hmm. after the drama, the pain that he suffered through with what he made Jet fans go through throughout that whole dilemma, and when we ended up getting two first-round picks back for him, let me tell you, ever since the day we traded Jamal Adams, he has not been the same player as he was ever since we traded him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, first so, off, Steve, I want to thank you uh, for checking out my content. And, and just to speak on what you were saying, uh, this this is what I don't understand about Jets fans, okay? Jamal, I talked about Jamal Adams and getting rid of him at nauseum, and I knew that I was going to be attacked if you go back and listen to any of the audio or you watch my videos. I, the first thing I literally said years ago when I started about Jamal Adams getting up out of here, the first thing I said was, I know what's coming for me. I know that I will be attacked and be called an idiot, but I'm telling y'all that this is what's going to happen, whether you like it or not, and here's why. And I broke that down. Now, the thing is is that, like you said as well, um, for me, the talent, I I told people he's an overrated box safety. And when he got to Seattle and they said, hey, we want you to play safety, okay, not undersized outside linebacker, safety, he couldn't do it. He can't cover a bed with a bed sheet. He was getting cooked. I forgot it was a it was a Patriots wide receiver. I can't remember his name right now, uh, but he was in his older years, and he roasted Jamal Adams when the Patriots went up there and played him. Uh, they 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 coined him the moniker it was a blitz boy. He can only do anything if he blitzes, if that. So all of the things that I said about him as a player, 
uh, were clearly shown to be true because Seattle at this point is looking to get rid of him because the production's not there. He can't play safety. He can't cover, right? Yeah. But when you talk about him, when you talk about the standpoint of his character, just the way that, again, like you said as well, and I talked about the way he handled getting out of here was crazy. The whole situation, the whole thing about him going off, about Joe Douglas taking calls for him and all that other stuff, that was all set up by him. He was the one that caused that issue. He was the one that told Cowboys players, he called them and told them to tell Jerry Jones that he wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy and to call the New York Jets to see if they could grab him. He told them to do that. And then when they did that, (laughs) when they did that, and that's how he knew Joe Douglas picked up the phone, because he had, you know, insiders inside there. He then went, came here, lied to Jets fans. He lied to the fan base. He lied to the media. He lied to the front office. He lied to everybody and basically acted like he had no clue of it was happening, and he yeah. was upset by it because, and you know, no. the, the, the Rams would never call about Aaron Donald, or the Rams would never take a call about Aaron Donald. The Patriots would never take a call about Tom Brady. You don't want that yeah. type of guy in your locker room because this – no, One of the things, outside not. of just the talent added, outside of the talent just being added to New York Jets, the Jets have gone through a culture change of attitude. Attitude yeah. has changed around the New York Jets. So I, I don't want to yeah, have Joe. nothing to do with it. And I don't get yeah, why Jets, Jets fans want to so, back. Joe. So now, Joe, thank you for saying about that whole thing with the Jamal Adams situation because that was the next thing. Obviously, that was one thing I wanted to talk to you about. Now, the next mm-hmm. thing I wanted to talk to you about, you spoke about this earlier on the show. I want to talk about our owner, okay? I want to talk about, like, when on the night of last week when he spoke at the Honors Awards. Joe, let me tell you something. I understand that Woody Johnson is very, very, very frustrated now, as of right now, with the situation with this team. I understand that he wants to win now, but let me tell you something, Joe. The thing that still blows my mind about how there is still no playoff mandate. So, Woody, mm. here's a question I have for you. And, and this, is, this is something I like. You may laugh mm. about this, Joe, but this is something, oh, this, this is something that really, really got me going nuts. So, Woody, let me ask you a question. You're angry now? So you're angry now. How come you haven't been angry for the last past 13 you know what years as Jets fans are for not making the playoffs. How could you not be angry about that? How could you not be angry about the fact fans are the ones that are suffering? How could you not be angry about the fact that players who come here that want to win are not making the playoffs? How, how could you not do that? How uh, like how, how come how come Woody? What's going on with that? I mean, listen. The, and then the other thing is he talked about, oh, yeah, we need a backup quarterback. Why couldn't you get that situation fixed during the regular season right after Aaron Rodgers got hurt? I mean, listen, yes, I understand that, that, that this was a year. And, Joe, you spoke about this earlier, about this whole thing about, you know, that this past year was the year that it was the year for Zach Wilson to sit. But mm-hmm. the thing that, 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 that Woody, like, Woody actually, for once, came out with some fury in his body. And, you know, he's usually a very, very nice guy. But he comes out with fury. The thing is, what, is still my, what goes me nuts is, is that how come it's, it's been 13 years now? How come you haven't been mad for 13 years that we haven't made the playoffs like us fans have? Well, Steve, I, I, and this, this is a great question. 
and I'm going to be completely honest with you, my thoughts about this, is because most of the issues with the New York Jets have been the Johnson's fault. When you look at one of the biggest changes that Joe Douglas made, and I, and I tell Jets fans this all the time, it's, it, it seems like a small change, but it's not. Changing the reporting structure was monumental for the New York Jets. Because at one point here, we had the, we had the general manager and the coach reporting to the owner. That was the structure. And look what it got us, right? We had a general manager at Mike McCagnin and a head coach at Adam Gaze that had two completely different focuses. Crazy two completely eyes, different Dave. focuses, right? You had, you had Mike McCagnin, who was literally just trying to save himself his last season. That's why he, did some, that's why he went and got Le'Veon Bell. That's why. And, again, Le'Veon, phenomenal, phenomenal player, right? Phenomenal. And he was also a Jets fan growing up. Salutes and respect to Le'Veon Bell. But Le'Veon Bell had no place on this football team because Adam Gaze was not going to utilize him and didn't want him. Yeah, and that's that why was, he paid. Yeah, exactly. Hold if on, I, hold on if you hold do on remember this. He gave him all that money, right? Gave him all that money to come here and basically just sit on the bench. Just sit on the bench. Well, why, why was all of this happening? It was because the Johnsons jacked up the coaching search with the guy from Temple that actually went to the Panthers because they tried to hire his defensive coordinator for him, and he said, screw off. I'm not having that happen to me. Uh, peace out. And he went and signed with the Panthers, right? There was a struggle there. They had no clue of what they were doing with Mike McCagney either. That's why he got a free agency in a draft, which shows you that there's a lack of focus within the organization and a lack of organization within the, within the organization. And look where it got us, scrambling for years with nothing, wasted time. Wasted draft capital. We literally wasted capital drafting Sam Darnold. It was a waste because we never made sure that he was going to actually be able to succeed here with the New York Jets. It was a complete waste. Wasted money. Tremaine Johnson getting deals here. Look at how much of a strain that put on our cap. Look at all the issues that came from a lack of organizational integrity. Look at it. And when you look at those issues, you can look directly at the Johnsons. They were the biggest problem. That's why they're just getting mad. <laughs> and they're not even mad because they really don't know what they're doing. <laughs> but it's clear as day. So all this other time, it's been them. These are the same guys that said that Adam Gaze was a beautiful offensive mind. Anybody remember that? After a horrific year? So that's why, Steve. It's been the Johnson. I'll give you the final yeah. word, man. Okay, but now, but now, Joe. So then here was the other thing that, that, that was also the last thing I'll just say about this with Woody Johnson really quickly. The last question that he was asked about was, and this has been something that Jets fans have been begging for MetLife Stadium to have, even though MetLife Stadium is one of the worst stadiums in the NFL to play in. Um, he was asked about, have you guys ever made the decision about, you know, changing the field, you know, from the MetLife turf to, like, maybe possibly a grass field? So Woody Johnson did say, that, yes, they were in considerate of making a change about that maybe to the field because Woody has been realizing that the last few years is that not only has he seen players on the Jets get injured, but if anybody does remember, in the last couple of years, we've seen opposing teams that have come to MetLife Stadium that have been affected by the MetLife. For yep. example, um, when Chicago came to play the Jets a couple of years ago, it happened with the safety, Eddie Jackson. Last year mm -hmm. on Black Friday against the Dolphins, it happened to their pass rusher, um, Jalen Phillips. Dolphin fans were crying and complaining 
to the Jet owners about not changing the field after the game, after the game because of the fact that they lost one of their best pass rushers in the offseason. But even though the Dolphins this past year were one of the most overrated teams in football, we could talk about that, Joe, another time. But the thing is mm-hmm. that the, the, the thing is, Joe, but here's the thing. Woody has been saying that he wants to change it. It does sound like he wants to. But not only does he have to consider it to change it too, it has to be up to the Giants owner as well. Because unfortunately, we share a stadium with our New York cross town rivals, the New York Giants. And the other thing, though, that Woody says that he's a little bit concerned about if, let's say, if they change it to the grass field is because, you know, not only does MetLife Stadium host football games, they do the same thing with concerts and events and all that stuff. So that's the only thing that, like, Woody is saying. But Woody has been saying that it is a consideration. But, Joe, they need to change it to a grass field ASAP. I am sick and tired yeah, of looking at that disgusting MetLife turf. So, Joe, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things that they need to change at MetLife. It's literally one of the – it's a horrible stadium to go to. And this is as a Jets fan that goes there often and watches live games. Everybody knows I travel when I can. Uh, that stadium is horrific. It's a glorified toaster. Like, I mean, from – just the way that – listen, the way that fans are treated inside the stadium is insane. It's insanity. The price of everything that's in there, how we're shuffled in there, the traffic, trying to get in and out of MetLife is atrocious. Oh, it's yeah, absolutely no, oh, yo, atrocious. Yo, all of it. The is field terrible. is garbage. It's all garbage. Just, just, it's, all, it's all garbage. All of it. Hey, Joe. And if Woody wanted to make so, a chance, that change would be made. That change would be made. Hey, Joe. But now, but now obviously, Joe, there was also another announcement that did happen. And this is something mm-hmm. that Jet fans are going to be excited about going into 2024, right after when the Super Bowl ended. And I don't know if you saw this on the Jets app, but the New York Jets have announced that in 2024, we're getting a brand-new uniform. Yeah. Yeah. We heard about that. Yeah. I mean, that's great. You well, you know, Joe, what's the matter? Chiefs fans celebrate Super Bowl. That. We celebrate a, uh, you know, uniform change. That's great. I like the unis. I think they're great. But Woody better put some – people in those uniforms that are going to do something so that those uniforms are seen in the playoffs. Because if not, Jets fans are going to lose it. Listen, Steve, I got to let you go. I got to slide off. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Hey, Joe, thank you so much for having me on your show, man. Have a good night. Have a good one. Hey, bye-bye. Listen, man, let me tell you something. <laughs> you get all the new uniforms you like, and I, I do like the new unis. I think they look nice. But uh, you better make the playoffs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You better make the playoffs, though. All right? You better make the playoffs or come real close. Have another seven or six win season, and you'll see where those uniforms go. <laughs> On social media, Jets fans ain't shy. They're not shy. All right? Why the why Why the Johnson just get mad? Because they've been the problem. That's why they weren't mad before. What you going to be mad at yourself? I keep telling people, changing that reporting structure was the beginning. Bringing in Joe Douglas, right, a respected name around the league, bringing in a coach that people respect around, that was the beginning of the change, okay? If you don't have structural organization in anything you're trying to run, it's going to fail. 
when you have two different parties on two completely different polar opposites on what you should be doing, you can't come together and complete the task because you got a backstabbing head coach and you got a you got a general manager trying to save his own life, save his own keister, you're gonna fail. That's exactly what we saw. Nothing but failure. And the Johnsons were had their hands all in that. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine. Five one five six zero two nine six three nine is number. Calling, I'm taking all callers. I got to get back to these lines. Salutes to all of the savages in the chat. I will come to you. Okay, put your thoughts, your comments, and your questions in the chat. I do come to the chat trust, but I'm one man. Okay, <laughs> I'm one man. Bree says Jamal said things about Woody that were both true, and the reason why he's never coming back. He also said one of the <laughs> MetLife is one of the worst stadiums in the NFL period. That's a fact. Okay, next. We're going to go to North Carolina, okay? We're going to North Carolina. Val, I see you. We'll come to Val in a second. But we got to get to North Carolina, all right? We got to take his call, okay? For those of you that do not know, this man from North Carolina is a savage. Salutes, my friend. It's been a little bit. It's good to talk to you yet again about this New York Jets football team. I appreciate you calling into the show. I want to talk to you, man, about this report that comes out from Tony Pauline saying, you know, that uh, I don't know if you, I don't know if you uh, got me playing in your background. There's kind of an echo, uh, so you might want to oh, shut that oh, down I'm... in the background and mute it. <laughs> no oh, problem. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, uh-huh. all good. Uh, I didn't realize I was looking at you on the screen. I thought I cut that volume down. I was like, oh. <laughs> you got uh you got Tony Pauline coming out saying that Joe Douglas is too nice for his own good, doesn't exert his power over the organization, and they're talking about Keith Carter as well being a very, you know, disliked coach. Rex Hogan, you know, him being let go. He was one of the guys that was a big voice for Zach Wilson and you know, there was also talk that allegedly he was the guy that was uh the mole, the guy that was leaking stuff from the organization. What are your thoughts about this report from Tony Pauline, man? Uh, I think it pertaining to Joe Douglas, <laughs> the way he was able to get Jamal Adams out of town and got the drastic compensation <laughs> that he got. <laughs> I don't get the impression that he's a softy by any measure. Not Joe Douglas. Joe Douglas is very firm and uh, he sticks to his guns and I have uh, the utmost respect for him. Now, Keith mm-hmm. Carter, the uh, one of our staff uh, uh, members on the, uh, the coaching staff, the offensive staff, mm-hmm. I don't like some of the things I'm hearing. Yeah. Are not very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not very good at all. It's not a good, not a good sign. And that yeah. might be the rule. What's wrong with the offensive line? It might not be that the offensive mm-hmm. line linemen we have are particularly that bad. It might be the coaching. Because if the coach doesn't make the proper corrections, it might look as though, you know, they're just not very good. Because I know prior to his injuries, Makai Beckton was a, a highly recruited prospect, and uh, I know he really struggled at the tail end of last season. And uh, I'm hoping that we can turn it around. I mean, this is this is it. This is make-or-break make season. And uh, yeah. I know we, everybody's been talking about the draft and what we're going to do with mm-hmm. pick number 10. I kind of had some ideas mm-hmm. I wanted to throw around. And, yeah, hold, hold on uh, a second. Hold on a second before, yeah. before we get there, before we get there, because I want to hear yeah. Okay, I want to hear yeah. your thoughts uh, on, the, on the draft yeah. a little bit. I want to go to free agency first. 
okay? There's a lot of people. I've gone back and forth tonight with quite a bit of people. And I've talked about the New York Jets and free agency and not being able to shore up all the issues in free agency, especially across the offensive line. What are your thoughts about, you know, us going to free agency as far as is there an offensive lineman that you want to see the Jets target, right? Is there a guy that you're looking at that you're saying, hey, this is a guy that I think can help us in this spot to really kind of propel and get some momentum forward and maybe we can draft the rest of, you know, the needs across the offensive line? It's tough to say. I know uh, Bakhtiari's name had been uh, bantered about. I think we need a veteran. If we can get a veteran, someone who can hold it down instead of uh, going with a rookie on that blind mm-hmm. side, I feel a lot more uh, at ease, a lot more comfortable, and then that would mm-hmm. free us up. But, you know, at one time, even though Makai went down, we had George Fant to the left or the mm-hmm. King Castle, and then we had Morgan Moles. You remember that? If we had some mm-hmm. equivalent, yes, I do. Yeah. equivalency to that today, even though I love Vera Tucker and his versatility, he's a tremendous player. But if we had, you know, other linemen like a, a, a Fant and a Morgan Moses to offer, you know, some, some more depth, I think that would really free us up, you know. And then mm-hmm. we wouldn't be talking about using prime assets on a tackle. Maybe we could take mm-hmm. a look at a wide receiver or, or even another position, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're looking at this situation again, because I think that I think the New York Jets are going to have to end up making an offensive lineman in the first round. That's my per, that's my personal uh, belief, right? Whether it be left tackle or right yeah. tackle, depending on how this plays mm-hmm. out. Now, you were talking a little bit about the draft there. I mean, at this point, yes. what is your stance? Do you believe that the Jets – do you believe, just like me, that the Jets will take a, an offensive lineman, mainly a tackle? And if so, who's the guy that you're looking for the Jets to take in the first? Or what is your plan? Let me know. Watch this. I would go on and try to make a move, either Bakhtiari, a combination of Bakhtiari, and maybe one or possibly at least one, if not two, other offensive linemen that can swing out to the tackle spot. Because, you know, okay. Barry Tucker is kind of questionable, you know, recovering from his injuries. But if we can land a Bakhtiari, maybe get mm-hmm. one or two other offensive linemen, watch this. I'm taking Powers Johnson with pick 10. Okay. Um, Powers Johnson is a monster. I don't know if you've ever mm-hmm. heard of him, but you will as we approach the draft. Imagine a center, three hundred and thirty mm-hmm. something pounds, six foot three, that can bench press five hundred pounds. He's a monster. He comes off mm-hmm. on people and he puts them down. Now you've heard of Creed Humphrey? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's like Creed Humphrey, Humphrey that came out. Remember yeah. when he came out? I want the Jets to take him, and they took uh, uh, Elijah Moore. That's yeah. that's who. Powers Johnson is, but I think Here, here's he might my thing. be even better than him. Yeah, yeah. Here's my thing, and my thought process is, and I hear I hear your plan. One, I, I'm not a big fan of Bakhtiari. He's often injured. I think again, I think he's played like 13 yeah. games in the last three seasons. I think it is. So I think even bringing him into the fold, especially with all of the flack that I've heard about, uh, you know, uh, Makai Becton and all these things, I don't think you can trust that Bakhtiari yeah. is going to be healthy at all for a full season, right? So that kind of makes me a little squeamish there. But then you're talking about uh, Johnson. I think that's the center from Georgia, right? I'm making sure that the center from Georgia is me. I think it is. Yeah, yeah, that's right. the center from Georgia. So here's the deal. Oregon, I'm sorry, yeah. Oh, y'all, you're right, you're right. I I remember he's like center from Georgia or Oregon or whatever. Um, But Uh, we already have that guy in, in Tipman. 
I think Tipman would be a really solid starting center for us. I don't think we necessarily need but, Johnson into the building. I think we, especially if we're But you know the 10, idea I had is? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, 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 you know, the idea I had, I, I the reason that, I threw that name out there, no one is talking about him, but he, mm-hmm. he might be one of the safest picks in the draft next to Joe Alt. Now, you've heard of yeah, Joe Alt. Yeah, but we, ha- we, already have, we already have a center, though. So basically grabbing him would solve what? Unless he, unless you're getting rid of Lakin Thomason and you feel like maybe Johnson can play left guard, then you still have a gigantic hole at right tackle. Where's your answer <clears throat> to right tackle? Because uh, honestly, if you're bringing in Batiari to be a starter, you still have a hole at wherever you're going to put him. Because he's not going to stay healthy a full yeah. season. He hasn't been healthy. I but you know what I'm like thinking too? Mm, go ahead. That I would have Tipman replace Lincoln Thomason. Tipman's shown the versatility, and that's a good sign for us that he's able to do it at a fairly good level, even though he mm-hmm. was uh, projected to be a center. And I'm not saying that Joe Tipman is chopped liver either, you know, in terms mm-hmm. of those top rated center prospects. I really like Joe Tipman. But the idea mm-hmm. is to allow to slide over to guard, replace Thomason, and I think he would be a significant upgrade. And then draft mm-hmm. Powers, uh, 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 Powers Johnson, that's a safe pick. He's a monster. He's dominant. Mm-hmm. And I think our offensive line would be significantly better. It would even be recognizable. Mm-hmm. Then we could get back I, to running the ball with Brees yeah. Hall, and we would, we would actually be able to put people down with Tipman, Powers Johnson, and hopefully a healthy Vera Tucker. We would have three mm-hmm. studs that could come off the ball all with the ability to get to the next level and dominate and put people down, let Brees Hall get it going, and that way protect Aaron Rodgers by eliminating or reducing the number of hits and the number of contact that those opposing defensive linemen would have on Aaron, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, rushing him and that kind of thing, you know. But I think you would still have major issues at your tackle spots, and that's where you're going to get the pressure to the edge. yeah, yeah. So you, you're going to get him smoked. I understand that your interior, I think, would be would be solid, right? I, again, I I would love to keep Tipman at center because I I saw some things this season where I think he's special. I think he can be very. And I don't want to. There's a player, as we all know, that we love. Okay, um, <laughs> uh, last name starts with an M. Okay, and I don't want to say that he's. Him. I don't want to say that he's that guy. <laughs> man, oh, it's a man. I'm not going to finish the rest of the name, but it starts with man. I'm not going to say the rest of it. But what I am saying is that I saw some very special things, and that player that I'm talking about also said that he ooh, feels like Tipman can be special as well. So I don't want to go too far. Oh, okay? yeah, 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 yeah. But I think oh, that yeah, leaving, yeah, yeah. leaving Tipman at center I think would be big. But, again, I think the vulnerability for the New York Jets is um, – tackle you have to show up your tackle spots if you don't Aaron Rodgers is going to get what he got this year and we're going to be in a really bad position so I heard your plan but but you know what though could get I out. really believe no, they're going to get to work and they're going to try to add some veteran presence yeah. at the tackle spot now obviously we're Absolutely. not going to be able to land a top tier tackle I mean if we can get mm-hmm. something equivalent to what we used to have with Fant mm-hmm. you know who was decent and Morgan if we can come anywhere near Fant and, and a Morgan Moses caliber tackle and we could just mm-hmm. get some decent tackles, veterans, mm-hmm. experience that maybe Aaron could feel comfortable with and free ourselves mm-hmm. up with pick 10. 
I think we'll mm-hmm. be in a lot better position, have, you know, have more flexibility going into you know, to the draft, you know what I mean, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. I keep telling people, I feel like the New York Jets are going yeah. to have to take an offensive lineman. I understand trying to free it up, and yeah, I, I want yeah. to see it, but even with our cap situation, especially with, and, I, and this is mm. my, my final question for you, I want to ask you about Oh yeah, Bryce Huff. Bryce Huff. Oh, yeah, <laughs> There's yeah, yeah. a lot of Jets fans that are willing to let him go, willing to allow him to walk in free agency. They don't, some Jets fans do, are not interested in trying to resign him. They feel like Trying to bring him back is going to be too much cap room to give up, too much capital to give up to bring him back. What are your thoughts about Bryce Huff? And if you're the general manager, what would be your plan for him? Signing. They're wrong. Bryce Huff is one of the great stories we've had in a long time. You know, obviously we had Wayne Corbett back in the day as a walk-on, Damon Snacks Harris under Rex Ryan, and we have another one in Bryce Huff. This time at their premium position, I think he's, what, 25, 26 years old? And he's one of the Mm -hmm. top-tier, top-rated edge rushers in the NFL. How long have we been, the last time we had a good pass rusher? Since John Abraham, repeat after me, since John Abraham, right? So I don't understand the idea, yeah, yeah, about people wanting to get rid of it. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. You keep him. Because what we have in our three-headed monster, our rotation is very unique and very mm-hmm. special, and I want to hold on to that. We got Jermaine Johnson, who's ascending. We got Will McDonald, who I think is an absolute stud. I actually believe mm-hmm. that he's better than Bryce Huff, but he just mm-hmm. hasn't had the chance to get out there and show and show what he's capable of. Will McDonald is a freak. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Will McDonald? Will McDonald yeah. is a freak. They show him out there jumping over cars with ease. He's a freak. He's freaky. We haven't had anybody like that in a long time. Since John Abraham, you know, that explosive ability mm-hmm. that Ben is very unique. He's very special. And you keep him and Bryce Hoff, I mean, we can just all day long <laughs> terrorize quarterbacks with our three-headed yeah. monster. I want to keep that together. Now, I get it. There's yep. a salary cap. We are limited in our resources. But Bryce mm-hmm. Huff, man, I mean, he's he's such a, a wonderful story. We got him as an undrafted. How mm-hmm. many how many times do you find players who perform on a high level as an undrafted? I mean, mm-hmm. we had Snacks Harris, and I've heard about other teams, you know, the Cowboys with Tony Romo, which is amazing, you know, to find someone of that caliber undrafted. It's very, very unique, you know. And and why yeah. is it so easy to get, give it up? And if we do sign him, will it cripple us? And do you know about much about the salary cap and how it will yeah, impact so us I, going forward if we are able to sign him? Yeah, I, I mean, the New York Jets, I think from what I've heard so far, and again, a lot of things can change, uh-huh. that the Jets can make some moves and have up to like 30, maybe $40 billion. But I'm thinking everything I've heard is $30 mm. million is kind of like the sweet spot, right, That that is more likely. Uh-huh. You're going to pay yeah. him like 17, 18, maybe $19 million a year. That, it, that just is what it is. Yes. You and I both know pass rushers, that's what they get paid. Like, I, I can tell oh, you yeah, yeah. years, uh, Dante Fowler used to get paid every year of free agency, and he was like the last guy. He was just around. But because he had that Yeah, he was. That I remember him. Pack, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't Dante that great. Fowler, that was my boy was, coming out of college. I love Dante Fowler. Yeah, <laughs> and he, but he was getting the bag every year. He would be hanging around in free agency, and somebody would scoop him up for, That's you true. know, $13, 14000000 million every single year, and he would give him 
you know, decent numbers, but nothing crazy, you know. And that's that's this guy's an upper echelon pass rusher in this league, bro. He's going to get paid. Yeah. So the Jets are gonna the Jets are gonna have to pay him for sure. And I think they can get it done. Yeah. Right. And I think they're I I, I think they're going to get it done. Uh, but they're trying to you know load oh, the cash okay. up. But even after him, there's other free agents as well that we got. Trying to talk about Zerline, Morstead. We need a backup quarterback. Jordan Whitehead needs to be brought back. That's too. true. Yeah. Th- there's some. That's true. There's some stuff we yeah. gotta do. So. We got to make it happen. But listen, yep. I got to slide off. I got other callers. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? If you can, I know you're busy. Oh, I know yeah. you're doing your thing. You'll be working. Salute. <laughs> Call a little bit early because uh, yeah. I really want to delve in, especially as, again, you know, we haven't shows. I, I really like going back and forth with you and having these discussions about the Jets, mm. all right? Oh, yeah. We'll definitely talk again. I appreciate you for taking my call, and you take care now. Absolutely. You have yourself a good one as well. We're going to keep getting to these lines again. We're getting low on time, and you know what time it is now. We got Val on the line, okay? Listen, for those of you that do not know, this is when the shenanigans begin, okay? The shenanigans are here, all right? 609 will come to you in a second, <laughs> but Val's on the line. For those of you that do not know, Val, oh, Lord, he's a savage. Savage! <laughs> <laughs> Val, salutes. We already know what we're bringing <laughs> to the table. This place is about to turn into a complete. Uh, it's gonna go. It's gonna go into shambles. Okay, folks. Uh, salutes, Val. I'm sitting here talking with a lot of different people. We're talking about Bryce Huff and what it's gonna take to bring him back. What are your thoughts? Let's start. Let's start here. What are your thoughts about Bryce Huff, his situation, and do you think the New York Jets should go after him or let him go? The general manager. What is your game plan for him, man? Well, um, well, thank you for introducing me. You know, the shenanigans has begun, you know, warning sign. <laughs> and shout out to everybody in the Savages, and thank you for having me. But um, I will say, man, we definitely need to get Bryce Hoff back. But like I said, I just, for my prediction, I just don't think it's going to happen, you know. I think we probably will even franchise tag him and try to, like, trade him or something like that, which is highly unlikely as well, too. But I definitely think we're going to um, we're gonna probably, you know, let him go and stuff, which is which really sucks because he's really been balling. We should have definitely re-signed him when his value was low at the time and stuff. But I really feel like, you know, we should, you know, try to get him back as much as possible. Even C.J. Mosey even said we need to get him back. Yeah. No, yeah, you know, look, I, I know the franchise tag. I think it's twenty million or twenty twenty three million dollars. I think it would take the franchise tag, and I think at this point, that's what's being reported. I, I, I cannot see you letting Bryce Huff go for nothing. If that happens, that to me, that would be devastating. That's a loss, especially yep. especially if the defense doesn't perform as well, and you miss the playoffs. That for sure gonna get you fired, bro. <laughs> that's for sure gonna get you fired. Like there, there's, yeah, that's you gonna be at McDonald's, bro. Like for real, you 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 gonna be up out of here, okay? <laughs> like for real, you gonna be no. up out of here. Like they gonna fire you for sure if that happens. So, I, I want to see them bring back bring back Huff. If they can't, then you better franchise him and sign him, or you gonna have some issues going forward. Now, as we continue to talk about this, and again, we're short on time, pal. Mm-hmm. This Jets offensive line, a lot of things moving and shaking around here. Is there an offensive lineman in free agency that you want to see the Jets bring in? Uh, 
listen, so as I was, like, listening and stuff like that, I don't really know too much linemen that are, like, available, but I do like the guy, Trent um, Tyron Smith from the Cowboys, and I like Trent Brown mm-hmm. from the Patriots. Yeah. I think those would be two mm-hmm. good pieces that I, I would like to come over here as an offensive tackle. I feel like they would make instant impact. But we gotta we gotta make sure we are for still a franchise for a destination. I mean franchise. We um a destination for free agents to come. You know because we was very mm-hmm. high last year. This year is kind of questionable because now you got a coach that is on his one year deal, and then you got a GM that's mm-hmm. on his one year deal, and you see that mm-hmm. they're the people that are with Joe Douglas. They're they're going all over the place. They're all scattering, going to different franchises because, you know, this might be the end of their, you know, the time here, but hopefully, you know, that that could turn turn around and, you know, hopefully we get somebody that's in here that is going to definitely make an impact right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, listen, you're talking those facts now. My next and final question for you, Val, man, oh, man, you look at the situation, we've got a new report coming out from Tony Pauline talking about Joe Douglas basically being a guy that it's too nice for his own good. Keith Carter is a very disliked coach <laughs> within the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rex, uh, Rex Hogan, excuse me, you know, parted ways with the Jets. They're saying that he uh, he was the guy that was the voice to bring in Zach Wilson and that he allegedly, um, I'm saying allegedly, uh, was the guy that was leaking stuff within the franchise during the season. What are your thoughts about this report, man? Do you believe any of it? Oh, wow. Well, listen, there's a lot, like, like I said, there's a lot of situations that a lot of leaks that have been coming out for the past, for this past month and a couple of during, like, towards the end of the season and stuff like that. So there's been a lot of leaks going out, and it's just a franchise like that, like I said, that, that it's been scrambling. And, you know, Joe Douglas, like I said, he hasn't really been, as much as praise as he's been getting, listen, he did good in that 2020-2022 um, draft. But I will say, like, he needs to, you know, get better and stuff like that because a lot of stuff that he's, you know, been lacking has been very lackluster, especially when it comes to, like, being complacent. That's his huge problem right there, being way too complacent. I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's Woody Johnson, the backup quarterback position and stuff like that. And I don't know if somebody said that he's a softie or whatever, but, you know, um, the whole – you know, HBO and, you know, hard knocks. He didn't want to be seen because he didn't want to make mm-hmm. people, you know, you know, make him look like the bad guy. He wanted to be nice, mm-hmm. and, you know, stuff like that, you know. So I, I definitely feel like it's probably this true and the whole Zach Wilson situation. It's just like, you know, I think they're going to part ways. They're going to move on from Zach Wilson. Obviously, I've been saying he wasn't the guy for the past two years. You know, I've been – Preaching yeah, that, yeah. but I hope now yeah. everybody's seeing the same thing I'm seeing. But not to be long yeah. Joe. No, yeah. I mean, you're talking facts, man. You're talking facts. Now, before I let you go quickly, okay, because i got to get to these other callers real quick. Jamal yes, Adams. Sir. Uh, a lot of Jets fans. <laughs> one and back. Y'all, y'all know how I feel. <laughs> no, thank you. But give me your thoughts quickly, Jamal Adams. Do you want him back? Oh, man, listen, after you hit him up with hit him up style, you know, in your video and stuff like that, going through all of his receipts, I don't know, man. Like, listen, I did like Jamal Adams as a player. I will say he's not a real safety. He's a box safety. You're completely right about that. But the the little stuff that you said I didn't even know about of, you know, him actually calling the Dallas players and stuff like that and mm-hmm. telling them to let Jerry Jones. I didn't know that. 
That's crazy. <laughs> so, you know, I will say no because you already got Garrett Wilson that's actively talking out and that's saying, like, listen, um, we cannot have a season like that. If you have a Jamal Adams on there and he's echoing the same thing, he can influence mm-hmm. the young core to go against the organization. And obviously, you seen him do that with Marcus May. That's why Marcus May is not here because, you know, yeah. he was agreeing with everything um, Jamal Adams was saying. So you don't want him to influence the young you know, core like that. Mm-hmm. So I will say yeah. no, respectfully. Yeah. Okay. Listen, Val, I got to slide off. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, all right? Absolutely, Joe. Everybody hitting like, subscribe to Joe, man. And whatever he says at the end, of course, is always uh, not true. It's fake. It's false affirmations. <laughs> Everything I say about Val is true. Don't listen to that, man. We're going to keep getting to these lines again, 515-602-9629. We'll get to everybody, but keep in mind we're running short on time, so we got to move through the call. Mike, we're coming to you. And then Justin, we're coming to you, Justin. So hold on. Mike from Tom's River is the guy we're talking to. For those of you that do not know Mike, Mike salutes again. We're short on time, but I want to get your thoughts on on this uh, topic really quickly. Bryce Huff, what are your thoughts, man? Should we re-sign him? How should we handle this situation with him? Um, I changed my mind. I I didn't want him, but then now, like, thinking about it, I think I do want him. Um, It depends. I I hopefully get it for, like, $18 million a year, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I yeah, think that, that would was be a solved by. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Then. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I just think it was solved by the line. I think um, uh, Carolina. I, I forget his, his name. He was he was spitting fire. He was like dead on with everything he said. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree 100 percent with him. Um, I mm-hmm. think Will McDonald's going to come back next year. He's going to do what Jermaine Johnson did, put on weight, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to have a really good second year. Um, mm-hmm. Huff, you know, he he was undrafted. You know. We got we got to reward our our guys, you know. Yeah, that's the way I. Yeah. Listen, Mike, you're speaking absolute facts. Listen, I gotta slide off because I got another caller. Next time I have a show, I want to hear from you. All right, Mike. No problem. All right, thank you for calling in. Again, we're short on time. I got to get to everybody. You know, Law Talk be hating. Next, we're going to Justin. Justin, we're coming directly to you. For those of you that do not know, Justin, he's a savage man. <laughs> We ain't heard from Justin in a minute. Salute, Justin. Listen, we're short on time. Bryce Huff, what are you thinking? What should the New York Jets do with him? How would you handle I'll, the situation if you're the Jets general manager? All right, I'll keep, I'll keep it short and sweet. Bryce Huff, I've been telling people for months, the dude's out of here. I've been intimate about it for months. The dude wanted to get his bag. He's going to get his bag, and the Jets can't mm-hmm. afford it. I get it. There's people saying, oh, we can no, we need offensive linemen. We drafted Will McDonald, and the writing was on the wall when it happened. I just don't get this talk about Bryce Huff coming back to the Jets. It's not happening. Let's get over it. Stop wasting time. when We have all this other stuff to talk about. Bryce Huff is out of here. It's, there's no point in talking about it. It's not happening. He's not coming back to okay. the Jets. Good for him. And, you know, it's a good story, but, you know, we have a plus a plethora of pass rushers. So, you know, the writing was on the wall. So for that, there's no, I, I don't think there's no reason to bring Bryce Huff back. I mean, okay. listen, I, listen Justin, I hear, I hear what you're said. saying, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't say we have a plethora of pass rushers. 
Uh, what do you mean? One, we got Jermaine Johnson. We don't. We, we don't, Justin. First we do round. not have a plethora of pass rushers. Will yes, McDonald we do. is not proven. He's not proven at all. Not and proven, Jermaine Johnson only has 7.5 sacks this year. He only has 7.5 sacks. Will McDonald will be just fine. So what you're telling me, here's what you're telling me, Justin. You think that Will, will McDonald, McDonald in year two is going to get you. Hold on. You think Will McDonald in year number yeah, two, 18, after coming yeah, off of a sure. Hold on. Will sure. McDonald Nine has sacks. been deactivated this year, only had three sacks. You think he's going to get you over 10.5 sacks next season. That's guaranteed eight, eight, in eight a Super Bowl or bust year. Eight to nine sacks. In a Super year. Bowl or bust year. Book it. Book it. Second okay. year, eight to nine sacks. This, I don't know how you're booking it. And this Robert Sala scheme, I know we don't trust mm-hmm. Robert Sala with anything on the offense, but on the defensive side of the ball in this scheme, eight to nine sacks, mm-hmm. book it. No one's going to lose sleep. That's No one's losing sleep over losing Bryce Self. Good story, cool, whatever. Okay. We don't have the money for it. We don't have the money for him. Next topic. Okay. Listen, next time I have a show, I want to hear from you, Justin. I got to slide off, all right? Look, man, people, I'm telling you, people feel different ways. I'm willing to listen, okay? But I'm, if you think you're going into Kansas City with 7.5 sacks and a guy that has big question marks trying to get into the next season, wait until you see what Patrick Mahomes does to you. <laughs> Just wait until you see what he do to you. Wait until you see, okay? Ask the Bills. Wait, I'm telling you, wait and see. Listen, I've got to shut the show down because Blog Talk is going to start hating in a second, okay? Quickly, listen, I'm the man of the people. I'm here for the people. Let me shamelessly promote my Facebook page. Everyone go on Facebook, search The Long Beach Joe Show. Like that page. My content's up there as well. Go ahead and give it a listen. Message me. I'll message you right back. I love going back and forth with you folks about this football team. Also, leave me some feedback. I love hearing about what you folks got to hear on The Long Beach Joe Show, okay? Go on over to Twitter as well. I'm on Twitter. Go on over. It's at at the Long Beach Joe Show, at the Long Beach Joe Show on Twitter. Go ahead and follow. I'll follow you right back. You're going to throw me no issues. I'm the troll that lives under the bridge, and I will have my Vera Tucker jersey on at all times. At all times, okay? Me and Vera Tucker under the bridge. We're going to troll everybody. I'm also on YouTube as well. Go on over to YouTube. Type in the Long Beach Joe Show, the Long Beach Joe Show on YouTube. You can also type in Long Beach Joe Jets, Long Beach Joe Jets on YouTube. Subscribe, hit that notification bell so when I post content, you folks will be able to know. Also, give the videos and streams a thumbs up. Share them across your social media. With your friends and your family, and it's always people when I see you in person because I will see you in person. It is arms out, chest open, free hugs for everyone, free hugs for everyone that will cost you absolutely nothing. I want to thank you folks for listening, taking the times out of your day to, to come in and just you know talk with your boy, sit down. Any way that you interact with the channel is greatly appreciated. Okay, without you people, I'm absolutely nothing. Thank you for taking the times out of your day to talk and come in with your boy. So until the next show, folks, you folks have a good one. Peace. Yeah.